sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why the day is sunny. Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. We have some of my favorite guests of all time back on the show today. The Art Girls are joining us again. Kelly Nettishan, Holly Blanchard, co-creative directors at Griffin Gallery in Bloomington, Art Girls extraordinaire. You guys, welcome back to Drink in the Style. Glad to be back. Thank it was you. so much fun our first time. It, I'm so excited to be back. No, it we're was, professionals. I know, right? You, I've always thought of you guys as professionals. I think we're going to go viral. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite possible. It depends on whether we, you know, the segment topics. three after right. the cocktails right. really bite uh, or sink in work or not. We're also welcoming back Daniel Avila from Behind the Bar at Mill Valley Kitchen. Daniel, we missed you. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. Well, thank you. It's been, it's great to be back here. I'm excited about this drink today. I don't want to lie to you. Jim Beam did a great job last week on the all shots hardcore issue of uh, Drink in the Style, but I'm excited to have a mixed cocktail again this week. Nothing wrong with straight whiskey. Right? It's absolutely <laughs> true. So, that said, what are you going to mix for us? What have you got in store? Well, this is a variation of a spritzer, uh, more so a Negroni. Okay. So, this is a fun summer drink uh, made usually in northern Italy. Uh, aperitif, uh, aperos and aperitif, usually before uh, dinner, bitter liqueur. Which I absolutely love. One of the forgotten <laughs> things from, again, I, I can rant about baby boomers. I hate baby boomers uh, as a group. I like some of them personally. But um, <laughs> as a general group, the locust generation that threw everything out the window and replaced it with nothing, one of the things they destroyed, aperitifs, mm. multi courses of alcohol before a meal. So there was a quick rant for you. <clears throat> Aperitivo hour in Europe, but that would be the happy hour. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this is a fun summer drink. Our last hoorah for summer. You want to stay bright and crisp with the uh, chin and something lively like Aperol Substitutus from Campari, which is the original recipe for a Negroni. Okay. Mm-hmm. Campari is the gold standard Italian aperitif liqueur, which comes from... It's Italian, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, which is the uh, kind of red-colored, somewhat bitter Correct. liqueur. This is a less bitter, less alcoholic version of a Campari. All right. I'll let that slide, even though it's less alcoholic version. <laughs> we're compensating... <laughs> well, we're compensating with a brute sparkling rosé to level that up. Oh, fantastic. All right. (laughs) Daniel giveth, Daniel taketh away. (laughs) It still has a proof. Great. We're okay. Um, We're using Dolin Rouge as a sweet vermouth, uh, just as a binding agent and just to make things Mm -hmm. taste balanced. Fantastic. All right. So uh, Negroni with a little bit of a special twist. We're talking about the Aperol, normally Campari, as mm-hmm. the Aperitivo. We've got a gin, we've got vermouth, and then you're adding a very dry, sparkling rosé. That's right. <clears throat> All right. How do we put this thing together? All right. So it's a build-on on the glass, and if you don't mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Should we get some mixing music? Do we have some mixing music, Brett? There we go. All right. All right. So we usually build with two ounces of gin. You want a solid base for that. (laughs) You want the bite. I like it. Two ounces of gin. So we know the drink is going to be happy. Door number three. Right? (gasps) I never realized that. Yeah. Kind of does. I didn't realize that either. This is Little Spanish Flea is the name of the song. Really? But you're right. That was from... Where? It was a game show uh, song Let's from Make the a 70s. Deal. Let's, Let's Make a Deal. Monty Hall. Or that sounds Price is Right. Price is Right. Taking me back. Oh, my goodness. God, this is such an educational show. This. Honestly, there should be some kind of course you should get credit on this. PG, of course. All right. We've sidetracked. Now you added how much of the... What was the next step after two ounces of gin? Two ounces of gin and went for three, uh, three-fourths of an ounce of Aperol. Three quarters ounce of mm-hmm. Aperol. Okay. Yep. And equal parts with the vermouth. Okay. So 50-50 blend with vermouth, which right. is a fortified wine, for those who know. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it a fortified wine? Fortified wine. 
vermouth is? Yes. Okay. We're going with it. Top it off with, with ice. Make sure you leave some room for the bubbles. And nothing like some citrus. And a Negroni. Half a wheel. Half an orange wheel. This is, again, a healthy drink. Mm-hmm. Mix it together. Vitamin C is good for your skin. You know, you're down and out with a cold. Right? Oh, excellent. See? I think you brought that up last time, too. With I did see when I, I don't know, screwdriver. Can't help myself. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Daniel just slapped the mint that he is adding in. Basil. Basil, sorry. Oh, basil. why did I miss I it? Daniel, say, why? why did you slap it? Okay, well, this is... Did you get frustrated? No, not really. <laughs> Um, it opens Hashtag me too, basil. says the basil. Naughty basil. basil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it usually brings up the oils or essence or aroma from a, any herb, mint, parsley, I can smell it. Right? You're right. Well, it, can... It's right here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that too. Art is one thing, you know, it's through yeah. there. All right, fantastic. You've mixed it together. It is now a very healthy looking drink. We've got the floating orange. We're going to put a picture mm-hmm. of it up on the site. We have completed the mixing of the... Uh, what are we calling this? The Uber Negroni? Um, a last hurrah for summer. A uh, last hurrah for summer. Sparkling rosé Negroni. I like that. Yeah. All right. It uh, it looks really, really good. Let me ask you a quick question. What's the difference between an Americano and a Negroni? An Americano would be a cocktail made with uh, Campari and soda. Campari and soda. So completely, they're interchangeable in my mind. My wife every now and then will order an Americano, <clears> and no matter what she says, there's a good chance she gets a co- or gets a cup of coffee. Yeah, which is crazy because Americans think of Americano as a coffee, yeah. when in fact it's just a really refreshing drink. Hmm. Well, an Americano in the coffee in the barista world would be obviously an espresso with hot water. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. which is, in other words, when I run out of coffee beans at home and I use the Nespresso machine because I'm desperate and I add some water and say, I'm being classy. Doesn't wait. <laughs> Daniel just lifted his pinky <laughs> finger. Well done. All right, so this is a really good-looking drink as well as we start to uh, to wish summer the best of luck uh, as we move forward into the Minnesota fall, uh, which takes uh, which takes over this very week. Are you guys excited about fall? Everything's pumpkin. Pumpkin spice. Pump. Mm-hmm. Let's go around the table. What else I, is this? I am, but apple orchards. Excited for yes, that. Yes, apple orchards. I love mm-hmm. apple orchards. I love apple orchards so much. Renaissance <laughs> festival. Is it over? That I don't know. The Renaissance festival. It's, it's just starting. I think, isn't okay. it? Or it goes through. I don't know. It Starts around the fair. By the time the fair is ending, Labor mm-hmm. Day couple of weeks yeah it is it is the transition of seasons and as i say you know we've had a really warm week here in minnesota in the midst of september but you know the only thing i ask of the seasons is that they are seasonal which makes sense, right? That does make yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. All right. We're going to have a, a quick break here, but when we come back, we are going to be drinking Daniel Avila's uh, version of a Negroni, the last gasp of summer or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Stick with us, if you would, please. Girl, we couldn't get much Come on, baby, light my fire. Goss Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's, it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens is the first green cemetery in Minnesota. It's a beautiful, peaceful place where burials are celebrations of life with as little impact on the environment as possible. Tony Weber founded it because he wants to leave a green legacy for his grandchildren, something many of us might feel. Learn more. Visit the website mngreengraves.com. Give them a call. The goal is so meaningful, so positive, it might be right for you. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. 
Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. This Monday, our theme will be about changing the world. I'll throw a new phrase at you, fake change, and then I'll pivot to the big interview with Kathy Hying of the Lyft Garage, whom I guarantee will inspire you. Yep, changing the world takes being inspired. LE 2.0 Radio, engaging and real on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. The perfect shade of lipstick A red that lies in sushas Carefully weaved into a style Eyeliner drawn with an artisan's hand Replication Welcome back to Drink in the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich. Uh, we are about to enjoy a uh, wind-up Negroni. It's hard to break back in from uh, Patricia Barber. Modern Cool is the album we are featuring today because we have really cool guests, Kelly and Holly from uh, the Art Girls fame and Griffin Gallery. Welcome back. All right, this is a really tasty, tasty summer drink, and it's as pretty as can possibly be, I might add. And Daniel, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're pretty as well. I, I don't want to take that away, but <laughs> the cocktail you've made is delicious. Well, guys, I'm glad do, you like it. Are you enjoying it? It's so good. You guys, uh, listeners oh, out there. I didn't there. know we could officially drink. Oh, I you're right. Had, I, last time we had like a formal cheer. And... We, we oh, did I, last. I, I, I snuck it. I snuck a little bit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm going to spank you like basil. Yeah, my basil got spanked, and it smells so good. <laughs> That's a new, it's a new insult that we're going to start using. I just using. love that so much. I'm like, gonna, I can't even tell you how t-shirts. much I love that I phrase. T-shirts. Yeah. I'm going to spank you like basil. Spank me like basil. I love it. I love it. That's going to be that's going to be up it. somewhere on the drink in the style site at some point, and that's going to be an, an insult. Well, no, we used to do the uh, we used to do the let's hold off and then try it all at once. But then I discovered that I I couldn't sit there and stare at a drink or hold it off anymore. Tire break. Um, all right. Well, it's it's a delicious drink, and it is uh, really getting us up and running. And we realized we opened a can of worms. Mm. In the first segment, by talking about the baby boomers, and we have decided we're going to let those worms run free. Incidentally, speaking of random trivia about worms, did you know that worms are not indigenous to Minnesota? That's so interesting, with so many lakes around. Right? right? How and can lakes you have of fish? Yeah, how, how can that be? I know. I can't. Where'd they come from? I, they were imported. They were imported from the East Coast accidentally. They're an invasive species, basically, that came in to the soil of Minnesota. Again, educational That's here. A fun fact. Well, I wonder, it's super fun. I wonder if they thrive in this temperatures, like when the ground freezes. They go deep, baby. They go deep, like frogs. We once had frogs. My daughter had, uh, uh, for a while, there were these African frogs that were, like, really popular as pets. And my dog had an accident in her bedroom. Uh, and I 
closed the door. I opened the windows. It smelled really, really bad. Mm. And it was midwinter, and the frog aquarium froze. Mm. And the frogs froze solid. They were like water frogs. <laughs> and then I thought, I'm in huge trouble because she really liked these frogs. But I took the frogs, and when they thawed out, <laughs> they came back to life. They no were like, way. they were Jesus resurrected frogs. <laughs> And I've since learned that it was not a miracle that apparently that's what frogs do in the winter. But to me, I was ready to start worshiping these frogs as like on the third hour, the frogs rose again. (laughs) Did you ever tell your daughter what you did? I I did. I didn't tell her about the time I killed her betta fish by uh, leaving it in the little little, uh, uh, fish net Net? when I was cleaning out the uh, thing. But that thing came back to life as well after like an hour of being out of water. I that's, thought I'd put it back. That's a miracle. Maybe I don't, you have I don't a think touch that's of supposed to happen. Oh, my God. Did you stop at the aquarium by chance? <laughs> <laughs> I did once take genetic design in college, and one of the test questions was, if you were to clone a frog, describe the steps you would follow. And I swear to God, I wrote, I would go to the pet store and buy a really similar-looking frog. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was graded on a Christmas past. Nevertheless, we were talking about baby boomers. And Kelly, you like jumped in on baby boomers in general. And while we don't want to insult anyone, tell I us know, what you really I know, think. Because I think all of our parents here are most, I'd say, what, 75% of us, our parents are baby boomers. We should define so, baby boomers. What's the age? Like, like what year did you? 1945 till 1966. 21 years right after My the mom war. My yeah, my dad was not. My oh, dad really? is like thirty-six, okay. nineteen thirty-six. So he's like a dad depression was 43. baby. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, both my parents are baby boomers, and I would say they, you know, they could be mascots for the for the baby boomer generation for In sure. What sense? All right. So I'm going to lay out the groundwork. Yeah. Again. Some of my best friends are baby boomers, so I don't want to insult them. I'm a Gen Xer. Right. But, you know, baby boomers, I call the locust generation. They rejected everything. They threw away every way of doing stuff, aesthetics to drinks to everything else I find important. And they replaced it with absolutely nothing. And then on the way out, they kind of gave us the finger by electing their perfect baby boomer president, Donald J. Trump. So that's my position on it, Kelly. What are your thoughts? Okay, I, I agree with with some of that. Maybe not the end. <laughs> I, know, I love how Greg's like, I don't want to insult anyone. And then I but yeah. anyways, but so here, I'm going to insult 51% of the American population right now with what I say. This is what I do. So now yes. we just lost more listeners. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Brett, are you keeping an eye on Facebook? Have we got like six angry emoji faces right now? I will take a look, yes. Okay, okay. Okay, let's hear it, Kelly. Oh, we do, okay. Kelly wants to be a politician. I think she should have been a politician by trade. She's very smart in that arena. Oh, no, not anymore. I kind of of left it and said no going back. The steps of the Pentagon? I'd consider voting or protesting you. I'm not sure which. You would protest me, for sure. <laughs> you'd be like one of the... You'd dress up as one of those pink nuns and... Wear one of the... the one of the, the hats? Yeah, oh, yeah, you would be that guy. I look you great would, in pink. You would be that guy. I might be that guy. So, okay, let's but, hear it, Cal. Yeah, tell us well, what you think about baby boomers. The reason why I kind of perked up when you were talking about they threw away everything, I think that's really interesting because one thing I notice that they don't like when you bring anything back that's old... I feel like they like new, shiny, mm-hmm. made in China mm-hmm. plastic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you bring back something, like I was, you know, I'm really loving antiques and I love old furniture. And my parents just turn up their nose at these pieces of antiques. Why in the world would you have something so old like that in your house when you can go down to home furniture? Right. And get, oh, you know, 12 month financing and. Absolutely true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, they they, they don't understand, and because, and, and I'm trying to understand them. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say here. And is it going well? Not really. Not this week. It's something to do with the rejection. I don't know what it is because they grew up like the best imaginable circumstances, right? Post-war, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. prosperity, jobs aplenty. Mm-hmm. Then they went through the '70s, which I find the '70s so fascinating. Mm-hmm. You I know, grew up Woodst- in the 70s. You did? I was born in 71. 
Oh. I was born in 76. Oh. I'm a bicentennial baby. Oh my God. I remember the bicentennial. It was the coolest. Everything was black and uh, red, white, and blue. Everything. The clothes you wore, the flag oh, for really? everywhere. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's me. The whole year? Like everyone yeah. just. It was so like this. proud to be an American. Schoolhouse Rock. You can name any America Rock song. I swear to you, I can sing it like beginning to end. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? I don't Pick know. One. Uh, born in the USA? There was no boy. That's that's oh, Bruce that's Springsteen. Fun. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking the little cartoon on Saturday mornings oh, when I was left home yeah. alone because oh my everybody. Gosh, I love cartoons too. Right, the Jetsons, Flintstones. Greg could have been a cartoon. That's what I know. I've been told that in the past. You have. Um, you got so mad at me. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to take a break. Sorry, everybody, but we got off on a tangent. When we come back, we are, however, going to talk about art. We're going to talk about meaningful things. So stay with us, and uh, this is going to be a great segment. I suppose I should sleep till spring. I like the grass. But there's a reason to believe Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. If you're a small business owner like me, I know you're buried in paperwork. State tax filing, sales tax, property tax, insurance, it never ends. But what about payroll? I'd like to recommend ADP. ADP can handle all of your payroll needs, ranging from direct deposit to unemployment insurance. And they've got great local representatives as well. Why don't you give my rep, Shelby Loga, a call at 320-420-0900. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis's coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM 950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today. 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show, your source for elder care and caregiver solutions, inviting you to listen to our live call-in show airing on Saturdays from noon to one. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding elder care and caregiver issues to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your best quality of life. Please join us this Saturday from noon to one for the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show and learn more about us at minnesotahospice.com. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignments on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight has a 20% chance of rain with a low around 70. Monday, a 50% chance of thunderstorms with a high near 78 and a low of 61. Tuesday, rain is likely to continue with a high of 73 and a low of 58. AM 950 is brought to you by Eat Local Minnesota. Break away from the usual and find a list of -of one-of-a-kind local restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. From elegant to casual, exotic to comfort foods, they've got everything and more. Find the full list of incredible nearby restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. As the century ends and tradition turns in on itself, as Boulez screams and yells, his music is put on the shelf. 
Repetition is back a rose is a rose set herself Bill Gates has won I've got the postmodern Right. Welcome back to Drink in the Style Postmodern Blues. There could not be a better lead-in to this particular segment. Drink in the Style brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, Minneapolis's hippest, but still highly functional furniture. Located at St. Louis Park, just down the street from the Miracle Mile off Highway 100. Today we are talking with Kelly and Holly from Griffin Gallery, the art girls. And I am starting with the big question. What is art? Right? It's a big question. Seriously. Art is what you like or perhaps what you do not hate. It's hard to say. But as creative directors, how do you guys determine what is or is not art? What is worthy of being on display? Go ahead, Kelly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow up. I'll wrap it up. Well, I think it depends on what part of art you're representing. So if we're representing fine art, then there mm-hmm. there is that is a subcategory of art. Of course. Um But here's so the thing. So are you saying specifically to Griffin Gallery or No, in specific, general. In general. So I've got for example like what's art? I've got some great uh, kind of modern pieces over our sofa in the family room. They're these little dots that come from one of our great suppliers from Left Bank Art. It's got kind of primary colors. It's penciled in. It's gorgeous. My my 12-year-old daughter does not understand it. She says, I could do that mm-hmm. overall. And yet... This is art at the point that it's mass produced or it's, you know, it's mass, mass reprodu- reproduced overall. So how do you determine what is specifically worthy of display? What is validated as art? It's somebody's sense of, <laughs> you can't make faces like that because then I'm going to lose I just did a, uh, I just did a, a Dr. Evil <laughs> pinky Point set match Rafael Nadal uh, question. You were coaching. You were coaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're out. You get I'm one out. point docked. You owe us a hundred dollars. I'm gonna penal- I'm gonna penalize Daniel yeah. just out of spite. You owe us a gift certificate from Habitation. For the pony, yeah, I am going to. You were fine. One step away from yeah. the man bun. No, but okay. seriously, come on, seriously. Well, I think so- it's an expression of from somebody where somebody else understands it. So you know, like. It, Somebody can look at something and think, I could do that. What What's the point? Or somebody could look at it and say, oh, I get it. That means something. Mm-hmm. It means something to me. I I know what they're trying to say through that. So that, so, to me, is art. Well, I want to go really deep because I feel like there's art everywhere you look. And I just kind of did a Instagram post about this where I think it's like in fashion, too. I think it's... There's art to fashion. There's art of the deal, the way that you converse with people. Did you just say there's, art of the deal? We're letting that go. All right, sorry, Art keep of going. the deal. There's Best art of, ever. like, humanity, the way you treat Best people. I mean, I just think, like, you know, I think it's, like, the way that you, like, like art pulls you in. It's, like, it is, it is um, you know, your senses, right? It's the way that it's emotional. It pulls you in. And it's not like your daughter said, I could do that easily. But there must be something about the dots or the circles above your couch that you love. <laughs> You know, that, like, makes you feel something. It's emotional. It, it brings you in. But I really do believe so that. art and emotion is is what's critical. That anything that evokes emotion. Evokes emotion. Even anger? Drop the mic. <clears throat> anger, yes. I think it can be political. I can, think it can make a statement. I think it can be whatever the artist is, like, in their mind, you might not see when you're looking at it. And you feel something completely different the way it makes you feel. But it's something that has to pull you in, right? It's not, you can't just, I feel like you can't just hang anything on the wall on in your home. Your home is... That's why the good Lord gave us a refrigerator and a magnet. That's where the kids put the stuff. But it's something that's, that's bringing right. in... <laughs> didn't like that. But it's something that's bringing in some kind of emotional resonance. It's pulling you in, yeah. It's like, you know, for Kelly, there was a, a John Gerber piece that she just fell in love with. And it is beautiful. It's... Um, I can't remember the name of it, but like right away, you just felt like it meant something to you, mm-hmm. like something that you had always felt your whole life. And and Holly was like, "That's crap." 
No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, so, so did I mention that John's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks? Now I'm going to have to answer for that. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I'm love totally John. kidding. We're just Obviously, trying to be funny. Yeah, we're just we're cracking we're a joke. Silly. We're silly. Yeah. Stick well, with us. What about, what about inspiration? What about art when it comes to something that inspires you? You know, something that taps yeah. into your, I don't know, persona. So like hey, those you dots, see, you see them, you're like, okay, brings you back to a memory or inspires you mm-hmm. to... Nostalgic. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all abstract, yeah. and that makes sense. I mean, you know, art, Rembrandt, it's easy. I mean, mm-hmm. we know why Rembrandt was unbelievable. I mean, no, it's the depth, it's the representation. When we moved away from direct representation as, uh, you know, human creation on, on canvas and into the level of modern art, we kind of threw away the whole concept of, you know, we've mastered this particular craft. But that has left you guys as art directors in the position of saying, what is the the, the distinction between between just random pure creation? Because... You know, I could take art, I could scratch it on a canvas with my fingers, and that would, would, would evoke perhaps an emotional response from someone. But that may or may not be art. And you guys are in the very, very difficult position of having to decide what is or is not worthy of display. So do you have any guiding principles? Well, I think... You know, with being, working for Griffin, I think what we're trying to do is curate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means kind of selecting or editing, um, weeding through what we think is going to be, um, you know, obviously we, we work for a business, so we want it to sell, right? And w- what we think that the masses in this demographic are going to like. Um, Which are not masses. But, but we don't we don't know for sure because it is so emotional and it, it is nostalgic and it makes you think of something maybe that you've dealt with something in your life, you know, or reminiscent. It it could be like a throwback to um, you know, your childhood, your your grandparents or you know, it just it's so specific to what the discerning eyes want to see and feel that mm-hmm. that's kind of what pulls you in. So I think as art curators for the gallery I think we're constantly looking for and sifting through what we think is going to do that for our clientele. I and think- also, I think for fine art, I think the way I look at it is that it can't. It, I try to look at it as: can this be mass produced mm-hmm. for the baby boomers? <laughs> Why well, did you have to do that when I was taking a drink? <laughs> you know, if this is art that I could see in one of those mass produced art catalogs or you know because mm-hmm. because thank you to the baby boomers we do have access huge access to art for you know pretty in, for an inexpensive rate right mm-hmm. but the art that comes into griffin gallery there has to be something about it that's that's special unique um artistically it has to be at a pretty high level i would say we have sure. a new artist chandler anderson and he's actually like featured um at um, the Dream Home for the Parade of Homes this year. It's out in Prior Lake. I think it's house number 154. Okay. And he has been getting, like, rave reviews. Chandler is fabulous. Chandler, I actually yes. have carried some of Chandler's yes, work. Yes, yes. We noticed he that. He does that multi- mi- multimedia. Sculpture, um, sculptural. Like, he uses, like, driftwood, and he builds it up with, like, mm-hmm. mud. And it's, so it's very textural. But then he finishes with an epoxy surface. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it's a ton of light and shadow. Like, it just dances off. His artwork and men and women are going crazy for it, and it's also going to be st- installed at the W with Matthew in the really? runway. Yes, we what just we're just world. putting it in. He reclaims most of the wood from his family's farm outside of Stillwater. Albert Lee, or Albert yeah. Lee. Mm-hmm. Stillwater, Albert same, Lee. Same same region. Mm-hmm. Is it? <laughs> I have no idea. No, it's I not. really live um, in this total. Go back but, to Wyzetta. But you guys have to go to the W. <laughs> you have to go to the W because he actually did a sculpture, a steer, like with horns, that six feet wide. It's going to be in their runway. Really? And then he did paintings, too. So it's not just the driftwood and the mixed media. Mm-hmm. He is so talented. Chandler um, is fabulous. So we need to of, have him on the program, except he's too shy. He's very shy, but such a kind guy. He'll, he'll come on. So, all right. Let's give him some tequila. Yeah, right? Exactly. All right. So, all right. What about art movements in general? We've talked, this has been kind of touchy feel. What What are the dominant movements in in art right now? Well, I definitely say modernism, uh, contemporary art for sure. And how do you define um, modernism? Um, 
Well, I would say anything that's not really defined. I mean, it's it's to like me pornography. It's the I'll know it when I see it. Exactly. Right, yeah. Especially for someone like someone like you. <laughs> He's making me another drink. I know. I know. Which I just kind of noticed something that's really scaring me is that. I'm almost done, and you're not even close to being done. So if I can drink Greg on like under the table, then that's not good for me. You can't. That's my second cocktail. Oh (laughs) no! I'll vouch for that. All right. Okay. Let me ask you another question. Let me ask you this about John Gerber. Okay. All right. So John is, and if anybody wants to talk about that, John is 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 is, he's a a fabulous artist. He really is. He's amazing. The piece. So I was at uh, at his show at the Meridian. La Meridian Chambers. La Meridian Chambers. We. Yes. We. And it was you know absolutely great. And and the piece that I bought was uh, very Picasso. Mm-hmm. Ask and Picasso oriented. So my question to you is this: So John is a master of this. Okay. It was a it was a path pioneered by Pablo Picasso. How do you determine the quality of his Picasso esque art versus obviously the original being trailblazing? But you know, if he's working within this particular style, is he is he emulating? on its own or is he innovating off of a particular you know uh, well if you look at real uh pablo picasso's yes definitely john gerber is influenced heavily by picasso and he'll be the first to admit that but there is there's there is a slight difference and 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 that's what i love about his art it's almost a modernization of pablo picasso oh i like that um he you know he's still using that cubist style but it's um it's almost more angular versus Pablo was almost he he used a lot of roundness in his shapes, mm-hmm. whereas John's is is definitely more angular. Like he's it, it almost seems like he's using a protractor when he's when he's painting or something. Oh, well, it's a good point. So it's almost there is a difference. It is, yeah, it is. So it's it's almost like an extension of Pablo, which. Is so what I love. Picasso may have led the movement in this particular space, but then John is is interpreting his work. And I think that's true of any avenue when it comes to art. I mean, like I I went to school for fashion, so I throw a lot of like fashion analogies out there, I guess. But it's like, you know, how can you kind of be the next of your generation without paying homage to like an artist or a fashion designer? I mean, that's what it's all about. Wow. Yeah, you're absolutely great. Everything, nothing is necessarily new. We just have to simply work off of creations of one point or another. Your own spin, yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back with Kelly and Holly, we're also going to do the Habitation blog. It's been a fun conversation. Stay with us. Against my window pane. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, Designer Rehab, it's only a matter of time. A fantastic lunch is waiting for you at Milton's, 36 and Douglas in Crystal. Start with their delicious wings, Milton-style, buffalo, barbecue, or naked. Or try their famous barbecue rib nachos. They've got great lunch options like their grilled sandwiches, the ribeye, the chicken, and the portobello mushroom. Try the fantastic fried egg with asparagus and kibata and their jerk chicken sandwich. Or change it up with a Milton's Cobb salad, a chopped jerk chicken salad, or their warm and satisfying soups. Lunch today will be delicious if you head to Milton's, 36 and Douglas in Friendly Crystal. 
Goss Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's, it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake DeRoff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Every week we bring you insights on home financing, discussing rates, programs, local and national news. Whether you're buying your first home or your hundredth home, we have tips and inside information to save you money and feel like a mortgage master. Check us out for more information and email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Never asked very much, and I don't refuse her. I always treat her with respect, I would never abuse her. What she's got is hard to find, I don't want to lose her. Help me build a mountain from a little pile of clay. Well, she's all you'd ever want She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner Well, she always knows her place She's got style, she's got grace She's a winner She's a lady Patricia Barber covering the great Tom Jones. She's a lady. Tom Jones is Welsh. We all know how I feel about the Welsh. You don't like Welsh. Oh, they're so Welsh. You don't like Tom Jones. I like Tom Jones, actually. Oh, okay. I do like Tom Jones. I went too far. He's the, you did. You've gone too far. <laughs> Why did I smack that? Welcome back to Drinking the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. We've reached the final segment of our very unusual broadcast today. And uh, I would like to call uh, this particular segment the, uh, the the Peril Pod, or Greg's lit- Litany of uh, Business Woes. It is our opportunity to do the Habitation audio blog. Very few people might know this, but when Kelly and Holly were on the last show, I actually had to re-record the final segment because my lawyer told me we had to stop in the mm-hmm. midst of all this uh, St. Louis Park trouble that persists to this very day. Um, so now it's kind of like the world has gone full circle and we're going to do a new Habitation audio blog and bring everyone up to date on what's happening. I can't wait. Oh, she's excited. <laughs> she's very excited. <laughs> All right. Habitation uh, audio blog log installment number 13. Where we are. And again, I would just like to point out to our listeners that I really, really have to move the Habitation audio log to like segment two before I've been drinking for three segments because it is incredibly hard to do this after two Negronis, our warm-up drink, and everything else all in the space of, a, of an hour. Thank you can you, do it, Greg. I know you Come can. Come on, Greg. Go, I mean, Greg. Aww, Speak it. I have the tiger here, Greg. Preach. Preach it. <laughs> thank you, Brett, in the sound booth. All right. <laughs> here we go. Habitation audio blog installment 13, where we are. Designer rehab update. Listeners, friends, and occasionally random strangers who I manage to corner may know that Designer Rehab, the consignment and closeout store that I've been trying to open for the past five months, has been on hold while we work through some very serious problems with the city of St. Louis Park. Well, I'm pleased to report that we may, may 
be over the hump and ready to complete the build-out of the property located at 6422 West Lake Street. I say may because while we've finally gotten formal authorization to use the property as a retail location, which it has been for the past 60 years, there remains a final hurdle. Back before the build-out ground to a halt, we were informed by the city that the water shut-off valve, which is located on the city's property, was being obstructed by the roots of a city-owned tree on the far side of the sidewalk. Now, if this were a residence, St. Louis Park would send out a city crew to excavate and replace the valve. However, I am a commercial entity. As a small business, and, believe it or not, in St. Louis Park, that makes me responsible for maintaining the city's water infrastructure as it pertains to water coming into my property. This week, we have a crew coming out to dig down to evaluate the situation. Hopefully, they will be able to access the shutoff valve and the plumbing can continue. Cost on this? If they can, uh, I'm sorry, cost on this, just as an FYI, is about $1,500. However, if they cannot access the shutoff valve, that means that we have to pay a full excavation cost. We'll need to pay for the city permits to repair the city's own infrastructure, excavate to a depth of 13 feet, and replace the shutoff valve. We'll also need to remove and then replace the city's sidewalk uh, in the area. Total cost is about $20,000. So, is that madness? The city collects taxes, has the workers and the equipment, knows how to do this, but for whatever reason, they've chosen to make the business owners pay what could be a crippling bill to maintain the municipal infrastructure. This is one of the reasons that being a small business in America today is such a nightmare. Walgreens can shrug, shrug off $20,000, but me? It could be the difference between success and failure. And for the city, it could be the difference between whether a location becomes a unique, community-owned small business or yet another soulless national chain that pays its workers minimum wage while sucking revenue out of the community. It was poetic. Thank you, Daniel. Bravo. Bravo. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. You should run for office. I know. I really kind of should because this is absolutely absurd. Mm -hmm. I mean, my God. I could be your campaign manager. All right. Make a good team. There it is. There's a write-in thing. Make me, um, I don't know, what do I want to be? It just feels like there's so many hurdles. You know what I mean? To be a small business owner and to pay $20,000 when it's on the city City sidewalk, city water, city, city, city. You know what? They're win. It's a win-lose. I actually have a really important question, though. What about that drinking fountain? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. The drinking fountain is like the tiniest of the tiny problems at this point. I mean, the the water fountain is going in. We're putting in the the city. We cut this uh, segment. All heck broke loose. And can you beep that so I didn't say heck and it sounded like I said hell? We can can do that, sure. All right, beep all of that. I want I want just a series of beeps. Okay. Um, no, the city demanded that I put a water fountain, a drinking fountain, in the middle of my 5,000-square-foot showroom, which nobody else had to do. And that led me to uh, 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 share that with the city councilwoman, who shared it with the mayor, who shared it, and it, and it, and it became this absolute catastrophe and crisis. And you really want me in big, big trouble. I mean, I finally passed the trouble with St. Louis Park, and now you're putting me right back in it, aren't you? <laughs> I guess it's the whole time. You know there will be a dang water fountain at a designer rehab, unless again I wind up uh, leasing this space out to uh, to Orange Fitness uh, or somebody um, oh. because I can't afford to build it out because everything comes out of my pocket versus a corporate, you know, mm-hmm. the deep deep pocket. The deep pocket, like the deep. It doesn't state. matter the size of your hands. It just matters the deep pocket, the deep, deep pocket. Holly is referencing my enormous hands. I have really big hands. Nobody under six foot four has bigger hands than pocket. me. He's been waiting for twelve installments for someone to ask him that question. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> anyway, it is hard. It is really hard being a small business. It's a shame. There's nowhere you can go. Like literally, everyone has a full time job, which seems to be causing problems 
for a small business. And as a small business, you have a million things. But whether it's the sales tax uh, uh, revenue department, they're full-time employees who get paid endlessly just to look for problems. Whether it's the uh, – no, I mean I'm fine. I got a sales tax audit and I actually – they owed me $800. It was freaking amazing. The woman came in three days. She was there. She bought a rug and then apologized. <laughs> <laughs> true. Whether it's the city inspectors who literally are paid to pour over every inspection, every issue that can be. I mean, it's like literally there is a litany of, of people who who have nothing to do but find out what you're doing wrong when you are simply trying to run a business. It's horrible. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how small business owners do it. I, truly I really do. don't. I don't recommend it's it. It's so discouraging much. I would, be, I would be so full of anxiety. I don't know how you do it. And exhausting. You know, it's like I feel like we don't we don't need any more like internet like shopping, right? We already have enough internet shopping. We have Amazon. We have so let's keep the small businesses alive where it's like yeah. personal and intimate and you can go in and actually sit on couches or chairs and test you know, try them out. Where right. it's like like But whereas like, you know, so I mean that's the secret is 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 Wayfair, which is I hate Wayfair. Horrible. Wayfair has never made a profit. That out. Wayfair has never made a profit. I hate Wayfair. All they do is just get more uh, Wall Street money to continue to lose money but buy market share. And then market share comes at the expense of small businesses that they push out of business. But then they can pay literally their warehouse workers $12 an hour to simply ship sofas out. And then they can afford to hire someone who can fight the city who is, you know, otherwise sitting there and and spending all their time finding problems of one kind or another. And overstock.com, I hate that place too. It's like you get like 20,000 items and you just keep going through each page and by the third page I'm just like I can't do this anymore. I'm done. It's, I'm going to habitation. And you know nothing. Where I can get served and be treated like a human being. By and human you can beings. get a glass of tequila. Being. Too. Yes. <laughs> Not just a shot. You can get a glass. If you're a friend, it's <laughs> filtered the way to the front. Yeah. 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 Welcome to Habitation. And you Please will sign this release before you leave. In the store. <laughs> no, it is. It's 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 very difficult being a small business, and uh, you know, and someday we'll do. Well, we have some interesting broadcasts coming mm. up talking about that. But otherwise, we have had a great and and interesting conversation today. I would like to thank Holly and Kelly, the art girls, for being on the show, you guys. Thank you. I just love having you on. We love being here. It was great to be with Rafael Nadal too with this yeah. amazing end of summer drink. <laughs> that was like a that was a perk. That was a lot of fun. All right, Thanks there it is. We have drunk and we have talked our way through another episode on behalf of our mixologist Daniel Avila and Mill Valley Kitchen. Thank you for joining us. And in uh, my favorite quote from Oscar Wilde, too much work and no vacation deserves at least a small libation. So hail, my friends, and raise your glasses. Work is the curse of the drinking classes. La, 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 la